You are listening to the Teleperformance Podcast on Spotify. Hi, my name is Jeff Schilling and I'm the Global CISO for Teleperformance. Today we're here to talk about cryptocurrency and the uh, challenges and threats to that, uh, to that industry. With me today is Adam Myers from CrowdStrike, one of our strategic partners in security. Adam, won't you take a, a few moments to introduce yourself and what you do for, for CrowdStrike? Thanks, Jeff. Hey, everybody. Adam Myers here. And uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, type in where you're, where you're listening from or, or watching from, be interested to kind of get a sense of where everybody is. But uh, my background is that I spent about 10 years working in the defense industrial base here in the U.S. before uh, being on the founding team at CrowdStrike. I uh, worked with civilian military intelligence community customers, uh, first as a pen tester and then later doing threat research and adversary tracking. And uh, came over to CrowdStrike when we launched the company back in 2011. And at CrowdStrike, I run the intelligence program, which includes tracking 185 different threat actors today, uh, producing thousands of intelligence reports for our customers, and really helping our customers understand the threat actors and what 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 they do in order to help our customers better defend their businesses. Okay. Um, it's very interesting to see where everybody's checking in from all over the world. And it's great to have such a broad audience here. So Adam, uh, you know, talking about the threat, you know, we've seen in the headlines, a lot of attack, both on the providers for cryptocurrency, as well as personal accounts. What have you seen as far as the threat trends and what advice can you give to folks here today? Yeah, that's uh, the, it's a hot topic these days for sure. One of the things that I think is most important is that you know when we see threats to cryptocurrency, it manifests in two ways. Uh, for the individual, uh, there's a lot of uh, mobile malware. There's a lot of things that target the individual's wallets, uh, stealers, uh, which are very prevalent. Uh, we call them stealers, but they're they're information stealers. They're going to steal credentials, passwords, usernames, etc. And if they find a wallet, they'll, they'll take that wallet, which uh, for anybody that's new to cryptocurrency, when you have a cryptocurrency wallet, it's effectively like having cash in your pocket, uh, except for it's on your mobile device or it's on your laptop. And when a threat actor is able to take that cryptocurrency wallet, uh, they've taken your cash. And that's a pretty bad day for most people. Now, on the uh, kind of more prevalent threat actor side, um, North Korea probably represents the biggest threat to cryptocurrency in general, and they heavily target cryptocurrency platforms. So um, to understand cryptocurrencies, and there's a lot of things that change every day, you may hear things like NFT or non-fungible token. Uh, you'll hear about things like DeFi or um, uh, different platforms uh, that are decentralized finance, uh, which are effectively like regular banks, just with cryptocurrency. And with North Korean threat actors as the primary example, they heavily target things like uh, cryptocurrency exchanges. Think of this as a place where you might exchange fiat currency, U.S. dollars or European uh, Union uh, uh, money or you know, British pounds, whatever it might be, and you convert that into a cryptocurrency. You exchange it. And these exchanges are generally technology platforms where they are interfacing with the blockchain which is one of the core technologies behind cryptocurrency and with with these exchanges um money can be stored in what's known as cold storage in other words it's offline it's it's kind of like on a usb stick and and it's not connected to anything and hot storage or warm storage where it's actually on a system that's connected to the internet 
And the cryptocurrency thefts that we've observed from North Korean threat actors have largely targeted cryptocurrency exchanges where they steal that hot storage, warm storage uh, wallets and funds. And this could be hundreds of millions of dollars in some of these takes. And they'll actually export that and, and use that for their own operations or to fund the North Korean regime. So that's probably one of the most preeminent threats that we track as it relates to cryptocurrency. And then the last thing I'll touch on is uh, coin mining. Um, and this is a huge concern for organizations running cloud infrastructure. And if they're not running cloud infrastructure securely or container environments securely, we see threat actors that come and they deploy a coin miner, which allows them to generate cryptocurrency using your CPU resources. So um, a, it can be a bit of a nuisance for organizations, but it's, uh, it's gonna drive up your cost of operations and put that money directly into the pocket of a threat actor. Yeah, you know, it's, it seems like I've heard this story before. You know, history has a tendency to, re to repeat itself. It seems like we went through the same type of situation with the banks when they first went to online banking and people protecting their accounts. The threat actors started attacking the individuals and then they started attacking the infrastructure. So, uh, so knowing that we've been on this horse before or down this road before, what would you tell the the user, the average user of uh, cryptocurrency today? Um, what can they do to protect their personal accounts and their personal wealth wealth that they put into uh, cryptocurrency? Right, that's a, that's a great question, and I think a lot of people have that that concern. So I think first for the individual, making sure that you have the latest patches on your mobile devices, on your your computing devices, making sure that you have adequate protection. Um, you can store large components of your cryptocurrency holding offline. You could store it on a USB stick. Just don't lose it because we've heard of people having to uh, excavate garbage dumps looking for USB sticks with millions of dollars on them. Um, but making sure that the actual hardware that you're using is patched and has the appropriate security tools deployed to it. Um, Next-gen antivirus and, and other technologies really help protect those systems. Um, second, when you're using a cryptocurrency exchange or you're engaged with a DeFi platform, just make sure that it is, you know, you're looking at how they are managing and protecting things. So some of the more popular ones here in the US will actually use FDIC backed accounts for storing fiat currency. And um, they have a uh, you know, very detailed explanation of how they protect the cryptocurrency component with cold storage and how they manage the warm storage. Um, and so by looking at the, the details and pay attention to where you're putting your money, you wouldn't uh, put your money into a bank that's made out of a cardboard box on the street, most likely. So um, make sure that you're not doing that in the digital equivalent and put it into a known and trusted cryptocurrency platform. Yeah, I think that's uh, definitely some great advice to really kind of follow the, the market and see who, who, is, who does have the more secure platforms and make sure that you do business with those with those companies. And, you know, another thing, sorry, Jeff, another thing, too, that I just thought of is uh, we have seen some attempts at phishing to try to get people to uh, give away their cryptocurrency uh, account information. So be very vigilant against phishing. Um, you know, if you're in doubt, if you get an email about trying to authenticate to a cryptocurrency platform or something, go to that website directly. Don't click on a link in that email and, and that'll increase your safety there as well. Yep, the uh, the old tactics still work, unfortunately. Uh, phishing's been around since the first email. Um, you know, you mentioned non-fungible tokens, and for me, that's the most interesting part of this technology. I think that there's some applications for non 
fungible tokens when it comes to identity management as, as well as uh, just non-repudiation, um, you know, a term that we use in the security um, field of being able to verify transactions as well as who's making those transactions. How do you see that technology playing out? And, and maybe you can explain to folks just real simply what is non-fungible tokens? Sure. So um, NFT, non-fungible token, is really kind of like the way to guarantee authenticity on a on a on something, some digital content. So we've seen a lot of um, art, for example. There's uh, there's art that is digital art that's out there that has been created in a non-fungible token, which allows you to say that this is the original, this is the one that holds the value, anything else is a copy. Uh, we've seen this with sports memorabilia, people uh, trading in little video clips from games that have been effectively signed uh, and, and kind of saying this is the original, right? And so that's where you get into kind of some of the intrinsic value, if you remember back to baseball cards. Uh, the ones that were rare were the ones that had more value and think of NFTs as a way to kind of build that um, that infrastructure with digital content. And the you know NFT world is re really new. I mean, it's it's only been around for a few years. And we're just starting to understand it. I think, you know, Dentity might have a good play with that. Um, I was talking to somebody recently where they, they're doing things with uh, mortgages that are, are effectively NFTs. Um, so there, you know, there's just a, a whole explosion of technology that is coming that is kind of reimagining. Think about how we sign documents, right? Being able to say, oh, I've just uh, authenticated this document and it's been signed with an NFT. And that, you know, effectively makes this the, the unique version uh, or original uh, signed copy of it. So I think there's a lot coming with NFTs. Um, but with that comes a lot of risk. People are getting involved in NFTs and they don't fully understand what they're doing or what they're getting involved in. And um, that's a problem. The other area where NFTs are really interesting is in gaming. Uh, so we've seen kind of these play to earn games where um, as you're playing the game, you, you, you know, put in enough time and enough effort, you might encounter something that's very rare in that game. And then that's effectively controlled as an NFT. And so this is another area where, um, theft can occur you know i mean some of the earliest north korean threat actors that that we've tracked were engaged in theft of rare items in massive multiplayer online games so um this is kind of like you said jeff a little bit of the old comes back uh, and is new again but uh with a with a new uh with a new twist and some new acronyms yeah i tell you uh teleperformance is really leaning forward in the customer experience especially in the metaverse you know, turning our two-dimensional digital experience into a three-dimensional uh, experience. And I see a lot of opportunity for NFTs to help us manage identities because anytime you have a token, you know, say Jeff Schilling is, is identified inside the metaverse as the teleperformance CISO, at some point, if I'm no longer with the company, you know, how do you cancel that token so that that, that identity can't be used? And so that, that's one of the things that we're looking at and, and we're doing some studies as we lean forward into the metaverse with our clients. Well, Adam, I, I really appreciate your time. You've been, you've been an awesome guest and uh, looks like we got a lot of participation from around the world here um, with, our, with our live forum here. And I really appreciate everybody joining and, um, and uh, thank you so much for, for joining us today. And I'll, I'll let you have the last word here as we close out this uh, session. 
Oh, thank you for having me, and uh, I'm I'm really interested to see what you all do with that uh, with that metaverse implementation, and and how you can kind of innovate on top of the stuff that you're already doing, which is fantastic. So, looking forward to seeing that. And thanks everybody for joining. Thanks for your time, and uh, well, we'll see you on the next time. What about you? How did you like it? Go ahead and share this podcast. See you later. Teleperformance on Spotify. Feel the connection.